Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. Thanks for coming back for another episode. This week, I want to talk about my take and understanding on what executive presence is. You often hear people say like, this person has a presence or an air about them when they come in and people are just drawn to them. So I read through a number of articles. Um, the two that resonated the most is one by a business insider called Seven Traits of Executive Presence, The Key to Winning People Over. And then the other one is in Forbes magazine, Three Questions That Will Improve Your Executive Presence. And so while I won't talk specifically about either either article, I will kind of draw some points that I saw in there and a few pieces of my own that made sense in terms of what I see as executive presence or how to get some or what it actually means. So there's six points and then I have a bonus tip. So one, executive presence can mean holding your own in a conversation or when you're being challenged. So think of being in a meeting and Someone, you know, there's always that smart ass that has to come at you and be like, well, what about the devil? You know, they play the devil's advocate role. Um, executive presence is like basically not losing your cool or one element of it is not losing your cool in those conversations. And sometimes that means you have to take a pause and think. That doesn't mean that you have to have the answer or to respond right away. You can do a little verbal back and forth and be like, hmm, that's an interesting point. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that? And it gives you a chance to hold your own space without feeling the pressure of needing to answer or to respond to that person. And that really sometimes forces them to be able to like, if they were trying to be slick about something, it forces them to kind of pause and think, well, what was I really thinking? What was I really asking? But it also buys you a little bit of time. Point number two, um, executive presence comes with a level of emotional strength And that means you can handle somebody criticizing you, giving you feedback that is less than favorable and not being defensive when something comes up. Um, That also means demonstrating a level of boundaries. So especially if you are new to an executive level space or even a leadership level space, um, there are times when you may feel like you're on your heels and that you have to do everything that someone has asked of you. And you have to just be kind of the, the I don't want to say the bitch in the room, but kind of you have to take all these things that somebody is giving to you. And people will unfortunately try to run over you and railroad you in those spaces because they're thinking, oh, this person is a newbie. So part of this um, having a leadership or executive presence is figuring out what your boundaries are and kind of trying really hard to stick with those. So maybe you have them on your sheet. Like, I'm not going to say yes to everything that comes up. Nobody's going to typically be looking at your paper or your laptop. And if they are, they're nosy. But figuring out what some of your boundaries are so that you don't just become this kind of like person who takes on everything and does everything. But you have a way of presenting yourself that says, you know, let me think about that and I'll get back to you. That's a good one. I use that one all the time, probably daily. Um, Third uh, one is walking into spaces with visible confidence. So that means your head is up, you're making eye contact, you're paying attention. Um, Some of this is you're greeting people when you come in. And it's not like this fake, like, hey, how you doing, Bob? I don't actually know anybody named Bob. But it's not going in with that. But you're coming in and you're showing that you're prepared to engage in the conversation. And sometimes that's coming in with your notes. Sometimes it's coming in with your laptop. Um... 
Another way to do this is to engage with people during the conversation. So you're not so bogged down in trying to type everything, every single thing that someone says, but maybe you're typing a note. Maybe you do that fake thing where you put your finger on your chin and you look up, you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. That makes sense. Or you ask a question that's maybe not a deep question, but it shows that you have been paying attention and that you can kind of go back and forth with the person to understand their point. So some of it's walking into the space, literally looking like you've come prepared to show up for this conversation. And that can also mean you have done your homework on the back end. And I don't mean homework like you stay up all night reading every single line, but you've got a few points from maybe the agenda that you want to address. Or maybe if there are notes from the last meeting, you've come up with a few like points where you could get a little bit more understanding. It shows that maybe you don't have all of the understanding, but you know enough to say that I'm interested, I'm invested, and I'm confident about this question. So that's another another little tip for you right there. Um, executive or leadership presence. Uh, another point of that is charisma. So charisma is, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, it when you see it and you know, when somebody doesn't have it or when they're like working really hard to fake it, but think of it as strong listening skills and the ability to stay in the moment so much so that the other person feels that they have your undivided attention. Um, there's some people that are really good at this. They come in and they kind of command a room. And it's not that they're commanding a room because they've come in and they're loud and they're greeting everybody and they're laughing the loudest, but they just come in. They look like they're about something. They, they look like they've come in. They can, they know people by name. They maybe can make a connection with like something they talked about before or an email that they sent out, show some level of like gratitude or praise for another person. But it really, a person who is charismatic can draw other people into them and create a connection. Sometimes the the creation of that connection is natural. Sometimes they may have to find or have thought of a way to um, initiate that connection. And have you ever walked in a room and you're like, damn, I want to know who that person is? Or maybe you're that person and you don't realize it because people are just, they may just be drawn to you. Um, But it's so much of that is not being like publicly on display, but it's displaying nonverbal cues that I'm listening. I'm invested. I'm paying attention. You have my attention, regardless of your role in that room or in that space. You individual person have my attention until the conversation is over. Charismatic people also know how to work a room so they can get around in the room and they're not stuck to one person. And I always am in awe of people who do that. And I can do that as well. And sometimes it's a a little quip that I say to kind of like, I'll say, I got to moonwalk out of this conversation. First of all, I don't know how to moonwalk. But second, it's a little like jokey joke, ha ha ha, that that gives someone this, um, a sense that I've paid attention, but I got to make sure that I, I attend to the other folks in the room and I thank them for their time and whatnot. So charisma is one of those things that you can work on it, um, but it does take work to get it done. Uh, The next point, clear communication, executive or leadership presence means that you are speaking and engaging in a manner that moves the conversation forward. It's it's small talk to a degree, but not so so much of small talk that the rest of the message gets lost. And people are like, what are we talking about? Where are we going? Um, Which falls right nicely into the next point around being concise. Have you ever been to a leadership or executive level meeting? And somebody goes on and on and you're like, huh, what is this? First of all, it's annoying as all get out. 
Second of all, I've stopped listening because I'm not sure when you're going to get to the point, and I will hope that I, I tune back in when your point is made. Um, but it's about getting to the point. It's about validating yourself and your point in that in that message. And then you ask the person, what else can you share about that specific topic? So you get in, you say what you have to say, you back it up with data, article, conversations that you've had that you've been able to sum up. And then you ask, what other specific information do you need that I can share with you for us to be able to continue to move the conversation forward or move the needle, as you know I've said um, before. And I say actually quite often, like, what do we need to, need to do to move the needle? What do you need to know from me? But get to the point. There's a difference between being concise and being overly brief. Some people say so little that they've said nothing. You ever had somebody, they say so little, you're like, I don't even know what we're talking about. But it's figuring out how do you wrap the message so that it draws people in, you give them what you need, what they need, you back it up, and then you say, what other questions can I ask that helps us move this forward? Or answer, excuse me, that will move this forward. And sometimes it's not as point blank as that, but oftentimes you get in, you get to the point, people respect that because they know that you're not wasting their time and it puts a value on people's time. Like, I know that you've got a lot of things to do, so do I, so let's make sure that we get to the meat of this and we walk out of this with some sort of forward-moving progress. So those are some of the points that I have picked up and wanted to share with you around executive presence. It's really leadership presence um, because there's only so many executive spots. And so you may not be in a career where you are at that level or you may not um, subscribe to want to be at an executive level. Maybe the leadership level is great for you. Maybe the management level is great for you. So any of, take any of that and put presence in front of that. And you'll see like, as you practice these things, people will start to listen. They'll start to see you in that way. And there's nothing like walking in a room and people, I don't want to say they defer to you as in they bow down, but they know that you're about the shits. They know that you're coming in, you're reliable, you show up, you get the thing done, you handle your business outside of the meeting so that when you come in, you're not talking about like, oh, this is what I was going to do. You talk about what you've done. So you are a producer of results. You are one who builds relationships with yourself. You are a connector of people to other people. And here's the bonus tip. <clears throat> you can use wit and appropriate humor if you have that skill. I said it before when I was talking about hiring and being a candidate going through the interview process. If you don't have that skill, don't try to use it when you are in something that may or may not be high stakes. Again, if you're not funny or if you don't have wit, don't do it. Don't make this your practice round, boo, because it's not going to work. Um, but if you have that, if you can kind of have that, that quick wit or that quick sense about you that you know it can be an icebreaker, it shows that you can be at ease in times that are difficult or, or the conversation is difficult or the subject matter or even the person is difficult. If you can break that down and try to engage in a level of wit and appropriate humor, there's certainly inappropriate humor. But if you have that skill, use that. People are drawn to that because they know that you may take the work seriously, but you don't take yourself so seriously that you can't laugh and really enjoy what you're doing and see the, the, the other side of things. I don't want to say the lighter side, but you can see the other side of things. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> A few more notes that I wanted to share that aren't necessarily um, pieces of executive or leadership presence, but I wanted to share that these skills can be learned, but you have to be brave enough to try. It can be hard 
to take, be willing to take that first step. But if you are brave enough to try one of these things, you go into a meeting and you don't say yes to everything because you're not the yes person all the time. You got to show that you've got some boundaries and that you have other things to do besides just to be the yes person in this conversation. But you got to be brave enough to try any of those because these things are learned. Nobody comes out of the womb knowing or college or whatever, knowing how to do all of these things. And there's so many more elements of executive presence that exist, but they are people who have practiced it. They've been paying attention to people around them that they've been drawn to. And they're thinking, oh, wow, how do I, how do I start to engage in, with that in a little small way in my sphere of influence? And they keep trying and they get better at it. They get more confident. And the next thing you know, they're the person in the room that people are drawn to because they've started to build the relationships. They have are able to hold their own in the conversation. Their communication is clear and concise and people want to hear them talk because they know they're going to be about it and then it's going to be done. Another point, I think, um, so I'm in like this Facebook group where it's people who are trying to transition out of um, higher education interesting group, but that's beside the point. And there may be some listeners from, uh, that hear the show that are in that group. I just want to affirm that no amount of degrees or certifications or the initials behind your name can give you executive presence. You have to practice. And the funny thing is there's so much free material out there. And so me, so many people you can literally watch to get the gems that get you to the place of having leadership or executive president presence. It's not even funny. You already have all the skills. Likely if you are paying attention to this and you're like, Oh, I've been able to do that. Or I, I want to do that. You've got the skills already. You just haven't started to apply them yet. Why? I don't know because I'm not in your mind, but you have those skills already. And if you feel so disconnected from this particular conversation, Start to look at people's TED Talks. Those people likely have an executive or leadership presence. You know why? Because you're watching them. They probably have a whole bunch of views on their TED Talk or their YouTube video or on their podcast. People are paying attention to what they're doing because they have a way of getting about the shits. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to dare you to try any of the skills that I just named or look up an article on your own about executive presence. Um, and try one of those in the next week and see what happens. Chances are you're not going to get fired. I mean, again, if you're not funny, don't try to be funny because that can go sideways real quick, but really try one of those and then keep trying it and see what you like and see what works and see what doesn't work. The only way that you're going to get better at these things is to try them and to practice and to hone those skills. All right. So that's that part on executive and or leadership presence. Um, and I wanted to drop this other gem, this other, I'm telling you I'm dropping gems, but here we go. Here's a gem. You can take it or leave it. Um, I don't have any podcast recommendation for this week, but I reminded to, wanted to remind everybody as we are in the last two weeks, few days or so of 2019, I want to remind you that you can do it. You can write the book, you can start the blog, you can sell the soaps and the candles, you can sell the shirts and the onesies, you can start the podcasts. The thing that's in your way right now is you. There's the, the, if you have access to the internet or even a phone that has access to Wi-Fi, you have access to this information. You got to dig for it sometimes. Sometimes it's right in your face and you're like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm not going to do it. 
But if you take one small step towards doing that, then you are going to be light years ahead of the people who are sitting on the couch overly afraid because they haven't bet on themselves. They're waiting for somebody else to, to knock on their door and present, present it to them. Well, that's not how things work. <clears throat> you may be making things harder than they need to be. So you can do it. You can be about the shits, if you will, if you make a choice to start to move just a little bit in the like, okay, I'm not just going to read about how to start a podcast and take all the classes. I am going to learn how to use GarageBand on my Mac. I'm going to learn how to use the recorder on my PC. I'm going to learn how to use the record thing on my iPhone or my Android or my Nokia. That's not a, you know what I mean? I'm going to learn how to do that. And I'm going to just record myself and then play it back and see how it goes. Okay. And then I'm going to read some articles and I'm going to talk about it to myself. Clearly this is a podcast that I do all by myself currently. Um, at some point I would love to have guests and I will. And, uh, maybe that, that's my challenge for 2020 if we have to have one. Um, but you can do it. There are people out there who are waiting for you to do this work to be an example. Girl, somebody's waiting for you to, to buy to make the soap so they can buy it because their skin is ashy. They're waiting for the candle because they'd be blowing up the bathroom. Whatever the case may be, you can do it. I don't know where that came from this evening, but there it is. So I hope that you found some value in that. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, feel free to rate and review. You can find me on Instagram under two quick things, share it with your friends, slide in my DMS. If you have questions, or if you have feedback, uh, rate and review, if you so choose, if not, I'll be back next week. All right. Bye. <laughs>